Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Caleb, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. I'm Zach Paris, sitting high above the city streets of West Asheville, looking out my window towards Harvest Records here in the home office, where I did not go for Black Friday uh, Record Store Day. Oh, man, I didn't either. Yeah, there was a YouTube record I was going to get to, but nope. Didn't do it. Let's get in the way. Didn't do it. Uh, got my guitar here, Zach, because you know what? I played in church on Sunday. I did it. I'm did a priest you? with a guitar with all the stereotypes that go with it. Uh, musical performance in the church? Uh, first one in a very long time. Uh, and my, but my first time playing with a young adult uh, in the church who plays the ukulele. And so we did uh, mm. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel together because it's, you know, it's pretty simple. It's just like we just did yeah. like two verses, you know. I do two verses each week, and uh, that was fun. I did it. I did it. We're all very proud of you, Matt. <laughs> Zach, I am calling this season eight of our. I think we've been in this for seven years. I think we've completed. I think so yeah, because we're my in season eight. Just, I think that's my <clears throat> my daughter's just turned seven, and we uh, started this the podcast. We've outlasted scrubs. Oh. Outlasted scrubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six seasons in a movie? No, that was Community. I think that was Community. Mm. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's season eight. Um, my daughters, by the way, just found out we have a podcast. We were talking earlier. They just found out. Our listenership so. is exploding right now. It's exploding. It's exploding. Daughters have found out about the podcast. Um, one of the best ways to grow the podcast is word of mouth. And I guess that could start with us alerting our family. That starts at home. That's what they always so say. The formation starts at home. So that's why we've created this podcast for you to listen to around your family table. Five factor Rich Melheim thing. Um, we got to call a family meeting. This is how you do it. So we got to, because we need to do this to get the word out mm-hmm. of the podcast. But the listeners also probably need to tell people in their families about a podcast because if there's one thing I know as someone who's, who's been in the podcast biz for quite a while now, it's that if you like a podcast, probably everybody in your family is going to like it too. <laughs> and they'll enjoy it. Really? All the time. Yeah. Wow. I discovered a great mm-hmm. podcast. And I'm like, wow, I should play this without headphones on so the whole family can enjoy it. And they do. They just revel in the glory of <laughs> it audio blogs that i found um episode uh cast they'd be like wow this is great uh so here's what you do dear listener you need to call a family meeting mm-hmm. uh, get everyone around the table and say hey um i bet you're wondering why i asked you here tonight uh, always a good way to start a meeting always a good way to start a meeting uh and then say there's something important i need to tell you um i've been listening to a podcast uh, and then tell them all in a very serious tone uh, about the final preacher. And I'm sure there is, this is this is how we're going to grow it. After eight years, Matt, we need to turn this thing around and say, "Hey, let's grow this thing." We've done seven good years. <laughs> year eight, we've had our jubilee years, or is this the jubilee year? Either way, uh, this is the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now is the time. Uh, so yeah. Now's the time to grow the podcast <laughs> by talking exclusively, exclusively about the Bible and playlists. And on that note, uh, Alan Z, Zach, let's talk about television. 
LZ. I saw this in the podcast notes. I don't know what it's about. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. It's about the new Doctor Who special? I don't know. Zach used to be into Doctor Who. Uh, he was a oh, diehard. He was a diehard. So into it. Yeah, I was super into it. And then, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, for I think it's a forever, eternally running program. So it's it's hard to Longest running show it. in television. Is, I really, is that true? I believe it. One of. It's like with Jeopardy or something. That's crazy. Uh, well, they they linked up with uh, Disney Plus, and so now there are new Doctor Who episodes in Disney Plus. It makes it really easy for me to watch. Maybe it was easy before, and I just didn't realize it. But it now it, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun, Zach. David Tennant. Well, it's a special, right? It so for our Doctor Who nerds, so they can stop having heart palpitations. We're <laughs> talking about new Doctor Who episodes that involve Matt Smith and David Tennant. Uh, that's not what happened. Okay, <laughs> There is a new season of Doctor Who coming with a new Doctor uh, that has not been released yet. But mm-hmm. because their series, as they like to call them, uh, are so uh, spaced out, Doctor Who traditionally has some sort of specials that get released in between. Typically, mm-hmm. the big one is there's a Christmas special. Uh, I don't know if this is the Christmas. I don't think it is because it's they really usually stick to it and like release it on Boxing Day. <laughs> some people know about the Brits. Um, but you can get crazy things that happen. And I believe we've been holding on to this. Disney Plus does have Doctor Who rights now. And they've got the special. Uh, our whole family, we, we're looking for a family time to watch together. Right, had a yeah. sick child with a double ear infection. So it's been difficult for us to sit down and do it. Because she's kind of reached. We tried introducing Doctor Who a couple of years ago. And it it could get a little too dark and not helpful. Because uh, it can get dark, right? Like, that's a thing. Oh, like, yeah, reading, this uh, one, yeah. Weeping <laughs> angels aren't for, for children. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, in my head, I remember, like, once it had funny stuff in it, and I'd go back to watch, and then, like, 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, wait, sorry, stop crying. Uh, this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't bad. It's, it's funny. Uh, but there's a special... I think this is going to be the, the real Doctor Who intro for my child. Uh, but the fun thing about this, the thing that has some people in the house very excited, is that the specials often are opportunities to bring back the old Doctors mm. because of the way time works, because time is all timey. Why? Well, I mean, the Doctors were typically a succession of Doctors, uh, but that's only with a linear understanding of time. Uh, can never go away because you can just catch them at a different point on their timeline. And I believe uh, fan favorite David Tennant uh, is involved in this special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is indeed. As is uh, Donna Noble, which is pretty great stuff. Donna Noble's back. Everybody loves Donna Noble. Everybody loves Dave Tennant. It's great. It's great. Well, I can't talk spoilers, but uh, you got to watch it. Got to watch it, Zach. Do it. the The words of David Tennant. David Tennant's last words as the Doctor uh, before he regenerated was, "I don't want to go." Uh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, which is you should watch anytime you want to cry, Matt. Uh, you should watch his final scene because it is, it's wonderful. Like it's awful, <laughs> but he's, uh, he's, he's regenerating. He's turning the new doctor and says, I don't want to go. Uh, and so that's been a melancholy refrain for us uh, in, as we, we left Colorado was uh, yeah. echoing the words of day attendant. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Which is actually going to tie into the text today. Oh, nice. Because we nice. only talk exclusively speak about the Bible and playlists. Indeed. But before we do, I got one more show. One more show, Zach. Can yeah. I do it? Yeah, you got one more show. I got a show. Last, last night, we started watching the new season of Fargo. Mm, season that's five. my show. That's the show I was here to talk about today. Really? It's so good. 
<laughs> We've only seen episode one so far. Chris has never seen any of the seasons of Fargo. Mm-hmm. I just saw that it was back and it's got a lot of actors that we like. So it's like, let's check it out. And uh, this is what I find really fun. So like they lay on the Minnesota accent really thick. It's and it drives Chris kind of nuts because it's like, that's this is a little over the top. And I was like, and then I was just thinking, I was like, that's probably how people from the South feel. Like when you're like, here, here we go. Let's do the stereotype. That's what, so so the, the vinyl spouse and I had this conversation while we were watching because it yeah. is so Fargo, the series, TV series inspired by the Coen Brothers film Fargo. It's a very Oda, uh, Oda uh, accent kind of thing. And I was like, do you think people in North Dakota, like up there, do, can, are they watching this? Like, oh, that's not, that's not a real. Like, that's not. Yeah. Cause we would do it, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know that we're super ever super offended uh, by, I mean, never super offended by it, but don't find it particularly offensive, but it can be distracting when, when it's like, Oh, that's wrong. Like that's yeah. Uh, the, the husband, uh, Juno, what's her name? Juno, uh, Juno temple, Juno temple's husband on the show is the Minnesotan is from oh, Minnesota. Really? So, yeah. so if you want to feel a little bit better about the cultural <laughs> appropriation going on, <laughs> There you go. And uh, what's his name? He's Canadian. So, oh, uh, Dave Foley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he's in it. Wow. It's so good. And uh, Jennifer, what's her name, right? Isn't that the Jennifer Dirty Jason Lee? Yeah. Yeah. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> it's a again. stacked cast. It really is. Right. John Hamm, they talked about it on The Watch. I don't know if you listened to The Watch this week, Matt, but John Hamm hmm. is crushing this role. Like, <laughs> You get a little more John Hamm in the second episode, but like the perfect combination of like, he's like being funny, but also like, I mean, it's an evil character, right? Like it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Good, good. My mouth, same show recommendation. I look forward to catching up. Have you watched the other uh, Fargo seasons? Only the first season. I watched the first season. I watched on my own and then I didn't watch the other ones. Have you, are you all... I think we went back to try to figure out if we had, because they're relatively, I mean, they're definitely not connected. Like they're not. Right. It's not the same character. Every season is like a new. Anthology. Uh, yeah. New, a different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, with different characters and stuff loosely set in the world of Fargo or in that. I don't know. <laughs> that part of the universe. Last season was the 1930s Kansas City organized crime thing with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we watched season one. But we definitely watched season two, which was really good, which was the last oh. one that the Coen brothers were really involved with until okay. this one the Coen brothers are involved with. Um, <laughs> and it's probably why it's so good. We tried to, we got about halfway through the Chris Rock season before we just kind of, you know, the way things like, yeah, you're motivated, like, I'm going to get into this. Then you get into it and it starts to turn into work a little bit, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do the yeah. homework tonight. I got to watch. It starts to fall off the. Yeah, off the radio. That's what happened there. I mean, it was a, it was a mm-hmm. neat idea, like a black family, 1930s Kansas City organized crime, but uh, didn't didn't hold on to me. But whew, yeah, I'm already itching because the new episode drops tomorrow. I gotta wait a whole other day. Want to binge it, but can't. Instead, we're stuck uh, watching uh, Shorzy season two, uh, which came out a little while ago. But freaking love Shorzy. I don't even it's like good. hockey, but it's Never. very good. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Shorzy? I think I have heard of it. I think I've seen like the little preview show up on probably on Hulu or something, right? It's a spinoff of Letterkenny, which <laughs> I was never a huge Letterkenny fan. 
Uh, I watched some of it, right? Which is Canadian comedy thing. And Shorzy, I think, is a character on Letterkenny. It's like Shorzy got like his own show, but he's playing in this like incredibly semi-professional hockey league uh, called the No Show, like the Northern Ontario Hockey. So I don't know what it is. Um, for the Sudbury Bulldogs who need a sponsor, so they get sponsored by the local blueberry farm or something. And they're the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs, which is incredible. Uh, and it's, you know, it's plenty of, it's, it's very rude and stuff, but, um, but pretty well done and like, and funny and, uh, and stuff. So very Canadian. The thing I'm really excited about it, uh, uh, my employer has an office in Sudsbury and we get emails occasionally with like job openings in like North America. And there was a job opening like a month or two ago in Sudsbury. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, good thing. Join the Bulldogs, the Blueberry Bulldogs. I bet if you're Canadian, it's very funny. One of the players, <laughs> they, do, they get into like, they're like, they're playing like doing French stereotype jokes, which I don't fully get, but like are evident enough, you know, right? And so yeah. they like, yeah. well, hard cut the announcers are, are from Quebec. And so it's like all in like, I don't know what the Spanglish version of French and English is, but that's what they're French, doing. Yeah. yeah. One of the players' names is JJ Frankie JJ. <laughs> His name's uh, Jacques Jean Frankie Jean Jean Jacques. <laughs> anyway, check it out if you have a strong stomach. And the episodes are short, which I love. Twenty minutes, man. Nothing I watch is oh, twenty. Oh, that's minutes. good. Yeah, that's good. That is my one complaint. Because every time I'm looking for a show, I'm like fifty-seven minutes. I don't want to. I don't. I can't commit like to that. that. Right? Twenty. That's great. That's good to know. Thank you for a twenty-minute show, Rick. I have access to Oppenheimer right now. I can't tell you if I'll ever watch it. Right. When will I have three hours? Like, I don't... Agreed. Agreed. The worst old man thing, Matt. Some people are saying that tomorrow I'm going to turn 40. But who knows? Um, one old man complaint I have is that, like, 9.40. Okay? So normally I'm like, we're like a... We're at 10 o'clock-ish boudoir time. Right? Like... If a show you're watching ends at 940, you're like, oh, what do we do? Like, yep. do I have another like 50 minutes in us? Like that's uh-huh. 1030-ish if we start now, but we're going to have to figure out what we're going to watch. Like, are we, what do we, I mean, it's a little early to 930 going to bed. I feel pretty lame. And, and, and Shorzy is the solution to that problem, Matt. Uh, yeah. We'll just watch a Shorzy and we'll get a yeah. Yeah, perfect. That's, that's, yeah, hundred percent can relate. Great, Rack. Excellent. Well, this uh, this has been TV Do Corner. You know what... You're welcome, listeners. Do you know what else I recommend, Matt? What? The Bible. The Bible. Yeah, especially the Revised Common Lectionary. The Revised Common Lectionary, which I am not using for Advent. <laughs> But I just want to check out. Talk about it here on this podcast. Uh where's the subscription model? Like uh you got RCL plus? RCL plus. Oh my gosh. RCL TV? RCL plus. People might be more into it that way. Well, this week on RCL Plus, I believe this is uh the first the first reading from year B. Year B, right? We're in Mark. Oh, moving on, yeah. Here we go. 
Isaiah 64, 1 to 9. Uh, so we're just going to ease our way in. Ease our way into the liturgical year. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence as when fire kindles brushwood and fire causes water to boil. I'm assuming that's going to be on a solo stove brought to you by Snoop Dogg. To make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down. The mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard. No ear has perceived. No eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned because you hid yourself. We transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you for you have hidden your face from us. And have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. Word of God, word of life. Thanks. Really gets you in the holiday mood. You know, just... I think we got a praise song in here, Matt. <laughs> that old, old classic, I will call upon the Lord. I will call, call upon the Lord who mm-hmm. is worthy to be praised. There's no one who calls on your name. There, it it's, should be the second verse, right? Just like some people call on the Lord, but also sometimes no one calls on the Lord. <laughs> no one. Yeah, it's a little more heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the immediacy. It's setting us up for Mark here. Uh, I like the first week of year B, like the start of a long journey begins with, oh, you just get this over with and do it. <sighs> we cut, yeah. to the, cut to the good stuff as the, as the memes, as the TikToks say. <laughs> the good part. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the good part. You can't cut to the good part. Well, it does certainly start off with a bang. Uh, and maybe we don't get everything that we want all at once, but it is, it is supposed to wake us up, I think. Uh, there is this, like, there's an agitation going on. There is a, I mean, wake up. The keep awake is going to show up uh, later in Mark, I think. But yeah, just this sense of, like, here's the alarm clock going off uh, right here at the beginning of a new church year, a new church season. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a whole vibe. For the preacher, the thing that's good about this is very uh, a lot of imagery here, a lot to work with um, for whatever it is that you're going to be. I think it would be difficult to uh, make this the uh, primary text upon which you're preaching unless you just pulled out one bit or two. Uh, but lots of stuff here, I think, to help get you where you're going with uh, the gospel. And what have we got in the gospel? The good stuff, because we can't skip there. We got to go. I thought I had one more bit here. Uh, uh, Solo stove, that's important. Our iniquity, we fade like a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. It's good stuff. Yeah, I like the line. um, 
which gets repeated here, but this, we are, we are all the work of your hand. Mm-hmm. I consider we are all your people. Um, it's such a, I don't know. That feels like the good news line uh, from here. This sort of foundational, this foundational truth. You get the lament, you get the the primal scream of, well, God, please come down and like um, do something about all the problems in our world. And yet you have this foundational news that we, not even news, but it's just this foundational truth, I think, that we are all the work of your hand. Maybe we'll get the news when we get to the good news of Mark here coming. But this, yeah, we're all the work of your hand. We are all your people. Uh, like that last line, pretty anti-individualistic. Now consider we are all your people. Um, not uh, Now consider some of us aren't that bad, is not what it says. Um, yeah. I consider we are all your people is uh is something. Yeah. Yeah, you uh <laughs> yeah. We transgressed, we're unclean, uh we have inequities, but you made us, Lord. You're the <laughs> you're the potter. Kind of so your we fault. are the work of well think about where you want to put the emphasis in that line. Mm-hmm. We are all the work of your hand. We're all the work of your hand, Lord. Uh, so come help us out. I mean, we didn't do great, but you're not not involved, you know? <laughs> right, right. Over in the Gospel of Mark, Matt, we are getting pretty far along. Even here at the beginning, this is part of Jesus' final discord, uh, which is uh, not social media, but instead the collection of sayings uh, right before he goes uh, to die. So things are getting pretty intense. This chapter starts with, I believe, uh, every stone will be torn from stone. Uh, so, uh, starting with intensity and keeping the heat high throughout. Uh, but in those days, after that suffering, after the suffering, must be good stuff, right? Uh, after the, uh, what's the, after, after the storm comes the calm eye, the st- I don't know. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather the elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. And beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home, he puts his slaves in charge, each with their work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to your Christ. Delete all those white noise apps off your phone. You got to stay woke. You got to stay woke. <sighs> yeah. 
Indeed. Wake up, keep awake. So we get this apocalyptic uh, text here. What, what is this from Daniel? I think it's from Daniel. Mm-hmm. Go with. Uh, the son of man translated in the CEB as the human one. Um, but it's the, it's the same phrasing uh, as shows up in Daniel. So this is not a new, a new thing. Um, and it's, uh, <laughs> I find the last two paragraphs really interesting because they're like, it's going to happen soon, everyone, but nobody knows the day or the hour. So if it doesn't happen <laughs> soon, it's not on me. <laughs> you kind of did this, right? Um, yeah, there's the, there's some conflict within there that this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. And yet it seems that generation has passed away. Is um, is an inherent dissonance in the text that probably has been dissonant in the text ever since it was written, if it was written in the seventies, right. Um, that the generations of, uh, the original, uh, oh gosh, what do we call it? Greatest generation, uh, was probably passing away around the time this Mark's gospel of Mark got written. So the text, if you think about it, probably never, it's probably had that dis carry that distance with it forever. Um, so there's something in there. Uh, I don't know what you do with it exactly. I know you don't solve it, but um, just know the, dis- the text is carrying that uh, dissonance. I'm, I did a little word study, man. Pretty excited about it because uh, there is some falling. Uh, I thought the falling was interesting. I looked it up, not used a ton, but but enough to to maybe get us some uh, themes here in Mark. Uh, usage of Mark, pretty limit, limited. Uh, the seeds fall in the parable of the sower. All the different seeds fall on the ground. Uh, so we've got the stars falling from heaven, like the seeds uh, falling in the parable of the sower. Jairus, uh, who's a leader in the synagogue, uh, to come uh, ask Jesus to heal his child, falls on the ground at the feet of Jesus. Uh, and in chapter 9, Mark, a boy, uh, in chapter 9, a boy with a spirit, and then the boy with the spirit falls on the ground because of the spirit. And then here's the one that I like, Matt. Mark 14 is the same verse. Uh, Jesus uh, is uh, doing in the bargaining aspect of Dabda, of uh, of the, the grief process there. Uh, he's doing the bargaining piece. Going a little further, Jesus threw himself on the ground. He fell to the ground is the literal translation there. Uh, like that star falling and like the seeds falling, he fell on the ground and fell that if it were and prayed that if it were possible, that this hour might pass from him, which connects us to all the passing here. It's the same word, perercomai, uh, perercomai, uh, that Jesus asked that this might pass, this hour might pass from him, because we get all these things about uh, the generation will not pass away, heaven and earth will pass away, my words will not pass away. And so um, I'm going to propose a rhythm uh, to life here of falling and passing by, uh, which maybe on its face isn't the most intuitive rhythm. Uh, I think there is a falling, a rootedness to to where we are. Um, And then I think we're called to pass the time and the place where we are uh, because the thing that's about pass, right? Like it's an interesting word to use here, a verb that gets used here, that the sun and moon, that the, the heavens and earth will pass away, 
my words will not pass away. It doesn't mean that they're going to like be exploded. <laughs> um, but for something like in the, in the definition um, in the Greek, right? It's, it's for something to pass by means <laughs> for it to come near and then go away. Um, it's not for something to avoid you. It's there's something to come near to you and then go away. Um, which in itself is a pretty cruciform, just verb idea, I think, right? Of like all these things uh, are going to pass by you, uh, which is interesting. Like, so what does it look like to think about being where we are um, in a way that honors uh, the reality that all these things, that all things are going to pass by us, um, <laughs> that will come near to us where we are, and they will leave. Um, but... That that's uh, and that might be good news somehow. Working on that part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all these things will will pass by, uh, and we can be asleep to it, or we can be awake to it. And I hate to make that about like the thing that we do because that's not what we uh, want to preach on. And yet, it is a part of this. So I think, yeah, they're going to pass by no matter what we do. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Uh, there are so, consequences at the end of this, which is interesting, right? Like that the master of the house will come in the evening or whenever. And if, if he finds you asleep, uh, he might find you asleep if you come suddenly. Yeah. Uh, what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. It's not, yeah. if, he comes, if he comes suddenly and finds you asleep, bad news for you because you are getting <laughs> smited. He just says he's going to find you suddenly. You won't be ready. Yeah. Yeah. Say. Yeah. It's just that you're going to miss something good. Um, so I think there's a way to, to pitch that is, is really good news. And yeah, what a vibe though, as always, it's good vibes the, for sure. This season with apocalypse. It's the best part of the year. <laughs> it's why I subscribe to RCL plus. Incredible. Incredible. <clears throat> well, if you need that, um, that Christmas uh, connection. Uh, if you're, if your listeners want to see that seeded, if you want to see that, um, I mean, I think one of the reasons why it's important to start here is that this is the world into which Christ comes, right? If we, if Christ was coming into a world in which everything was fine, <laughs> I mean, that would just be a very different story. And so the fact that there's a world that's suffering, um, that is, that is already in the midst of apocalypse, right? That is all, that is always in the midst of that space that this is the world into which Christ comes. And so we've got to set that up in these weeks um, to know what God is doing and how. Well, Matt, as we only speak of two things on this podcast, we've talked about the Bible. I think, I think there's only one thing left on our list and that's prestige. T- well, we've already, we've already done prestige TV. <laughs> I think it's playlist time. We'll save the NBA for next week. <laughs> I was uh, really disappointed. The NBA did not do their NBA uh, league pass Black Friday deal like they did last year. Oh, so no. I still, I still haven't pulled the trigger. I am. Oh. As, we, as we're sneaking in a little NBA jam on TVP here. Um, I am very disappointed that that I can't watch the Hornets locally. Like they're not on TV. <laughs> oh, no. You have to have an actual cable thing oh my gosh they're involved in the valley sports thing the regional sports yeah yeah so they're unwatchable locally yeah 
probably unwatchable to watch because they're not very good. But <laughs> how would I know? Just oh. give me more time for making playlists. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, I am listening to. Uh, I've been listening to Jeff Tweedy's audiobooks, including such favorites as "How to Write One Song" and "World Inside a Song." Uh, they're really good. I really enjoy it. He reads them himself. It's great. So then, uh, after I finished the book, I was like, "Oh, I should listen to some Wilco." So uh, Wilco Ten Dead, which is uh, seems feels a little apocalyptic to me. This is from their latest album, Cousin, which I got signed at Amoeba Music. Ooh. Ten Dead from Wilco. Um, <clears throat> the End of the World by Skeeter Davis. I don't. I wouldn't even know who Skeeter Davis is, but it, that song, you'll play it and you'll know exactly what it is. Uh, it's, I don't uh, know who it is. I can't wait. Yeah, go check it out. It's an old, old song. And then uh, Hold On, I'm Coming, which could just be your Advent theme, which uh, is just so, so good. Sam and Dave, uh, Hold On, I'm Coming. That's the, that's the real message, I think. In the midst of all this apocalypse, um, God is going to, well, maybe not tear open the heavens and come down in the way that we think, but it's certainly going to show up uh, in a new way. So those are my three songs. I like it, Matt. Matt, I went with the passing theme uh, as it stuck with me. The first track I'm going to give you is uh, Julian Welch, who uh, on her seminal album, that's what I call it, seminal album, uh, revival produced by T-Bone Burnett. I didn't realize T-Bone did this. He did that, uh, the basement tapes, the new basement tapes, the Dylan thing, oh. um, where they recorded the, the old Dylan songs. Uh, revival 1996. Who knew that? Uh, has a song called uh, Pass You By. Uh, don't turn their head, don't catch no eye, just a wind on the road, just a wind on the road. I'm gonna pass you by. Uh, there's some good songs about passing. It turns out also the 1993 uh, alternative hip hop group uh the far side spelled p a d have you heard of these people before p h a r c y d e have passing me by uh which is a good if you're looking for 1993 hip hop this is a thousand percent 1993 hip hop uh so check that out and then Matt I'm most excited about this song called passing through and I've put Leonard Cohen's version of the song on the playlist. This song is pretty new. Are you familiar with Passing Through? Hmm, uh, no. Yeah, so it's a cover of a song written by Dick Blakesley. I've never heard of Dick Blakesley, and I'm currently on his Wikipedia page. And Matt, no wonder it resonates with us. Um, uh, it came out of the Chicago folk scene, uh, out of a little neighborhood that we like to call Hyde Park. Uh, Dick Blakesley Ooh. was a student at the University of Chicago getting into the old... Um, Hootenanny scene, and he submitted a song for the People's Songbook, uh, and this one stuck. Pete Seeger loved it. It's been covered by, um, oh gosh, uh, the Highwayman, Earl Scruggs, uh, all kinds of folks have, have covered it, uh, and it's a nice song. It fits. It's good. Uh, Leonard Cohen does does a good job with it. Uh, passing through, passing through. Sometimes happy, sometimes blue. Uh, and the, the verses are great. I saw Adam leave the garden with an apple in his hand. I said, now you're out. What are you going to do? Plant some crops and pray for rain. Maybe raise a little cane. I'm an orphan now, and I'm only passing through. So are you. Uh, this is a good one. It was a good one. Um, man, these verses. This is super Chicago focusing. I was at Franklin Roosevelt's side on the night before he died. He said, one world must come out of World War II. Ah, the fool. 
Yankee, Russian, white, or tan. He said a man is still a man. We're all on one road, and we're only passing through. Uh, check it out. Give it a listen. Uh, got you the link. Oh, on it sounds good. Below. Surely, check it out. John School of Folk Music. Good, good. Good stuff. Good playlist. It's been real. Real vinyl. Ooh, not sure I told you, but... 